So today we are here with Steven. I'm tired, y'all. This is good because it's going to wake me up for the day, but I just played chauffeur across the Northeast Corridor for some friends of mine for the better part of the past 48 hours. So yo soy sleepy, but excited to be here. Thrilled to be here. Ready for this conversation. And we have Arpin. Hello. So why don't you introduce yourself, your Hogwarts house, and your favorite character? Okay, so my name is Artan. Um, I mostly identify as a Slytherin, <laughs> officially. And my favorite character would probably be Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. So I want to, before we dive into this, because we do want to dive into this, listeners might recognize the fact that uh, unlike the majority of our guests thus far, <clears throat> excuse me, you have neither a typical American accent or a typical UK accent. So where are you calling us from today, Arton? Uh, so I'm from the Balkan Peninsula. That's, that's located just above... Uh, Greece. North Macedonia, my country is located just above <laughs> Greece. So, yeah. um, I mean, we are exposed to a lot of American media, British media, European media. So, you know, some people have accents, some people don't. I have, I try to stay somewhere in between. I try to have my own accent when I speak. Yeah. And Seeing as we're in the geography quarterly part of the podcast here, shout out to some high school basketball teammates of mine who were from Serbia. Shout out to the best goalkeeper this side of the Atlantic Ocean, straight from Bosnia, Marko Mandalinic, who replaced me as starter. Didn't really replace me so much as preempted me as starter for the high school varsity team. Um Lots of love for the Balkans. I spent some time in Turkey. I've been to Croatia. Um, so I, I, I've, I've not been to North Macedonia. I've not been to Greece. I've not been to Bulgaria. I've not been to Serbia. But I've been a little further, a little further west. Um, regardless, now that I've displayed my knowledge of a map. Yeah, you're familiar with the area. So you're. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the vibe here. Yeah. So I, you mentioned you had a lot of exposure to... American and, and Western media. How did the Harry Potter series first come into your life? Oh, that's a pretty long story. I should tell the short version of this. <laughs> well, uh, it was around, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure about the dates, so take them loosely. Um, maybe 2001 or 2002. Uh, it was a snowy night. I was out on a, a walk with my dad. We were walking around town. So I saw this poster of the film. So I have to mention that uh, my first exposure was to the movies, not to the books. Uh, so I saw the poster for the first film and I saw it. I remember uh, distinctly that I saw that poster twice in the same night. So around town. So I asked my dad, what's this? And he told me that's a movie. That's a, fi a poster for a film that's that is going to be shown in the cinema. Uh, at that time, I had no, I, I mean, you know, I was six years old. <laughs> so I didn't know much. 
about cinemas or anything. So I asked, what's that? And he told me, you want to go? I said, sure. Yeah, I want to I wanna see that. And I remember this distinctly. Like, it's very clear in my mind. It's a very precious memory to have. And uh, yeah, that was my first exposure. I saw the film. I, I remember that night very clearly and fell in love with it ever since. Yeah, <laughs> like to put it in short terms. From seeing the film, did you then read the books? Uh, no, not really. It was very different, very difficult to uh, get the books because um, back then they weren't published here yet. And if they were, I don't, I'm not really sure, but I think they weren't published here in the native language because I'm from North Macedonia. The official language in North Macedonia is Macedonian. It's a Slavic language. But I come from the Albanian community, so I'm a different nationality. And um, my mother tongue is Albanian. So even if they were published and I, if I were to get the books back then, I wouldn't understand them. I learned Macedonian much later in my life. So the first time I got the books actually was after the movies were out, like maybe 2010. <laughs> so the first book I got was Order of the Phoenix. I found, I thrifted it because that's, I, I actually have it here. I have the American version of the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> Um, and I read it in three days. As you can remember from watching the movies or from reading the book, you know, whatever memory is stronger for you, what do you remember loving, being entranced by so much about about what you were seeing, about what you were reading? Well, I think the most thing, uh, the thing that truly, truly like attached me was the world like Hogwarts and the school and these magical things happening. It was, uh, I related very much to Harry in the aspect that I was, uh, I felt very isolated. So being like taken to this magical world uh, was something that I was hoping to <laughs> go to as well. You know, I was very uh, much hoping some, uh, something like that to happen to me as well. So I think that that thing really, really uh, strengthened my bond with the series or actually created the this love that I have for Harry Potter. And you had mentioned that uh, Professor Dumbledore is your favorite character. What about, um, what about him do you enjoy, do you appreciate? Uh, the fact that, I mean, most of the magical world isn't considered like normal, right? But Dumbledore is quirky in his own way. So I think, uh, I mean, obviously he's a very complicated character and there's much debate around him, whether he's a good person, bad person. I, I like that conflict with him, you know? There's no uh, like clear set of rules with Dumbledore. It's like he's this, he feels... Well, you can say this about a lot of the characters, but uh, he feels very real, you know? To me, he feels like a very real person with flaws and, you know, uh, trying to do the good, thi uh, the good thing in whatever way he can. 
So I like that a lot about him. And it's a it's a little bit of a cliche to like Dumbledore because I mean he's one of the main characters, but I'm fine with that. It's perfectly okay to like main characters. You don't have to try to be the cool kid in like Hufflepuff number three in the back of the common room. But there's nothing wrong with Hufflepuff number three. Why? Why is it, Danny, that we decide to pick Hufflepuff as the the example for that? Why can't it be any? I don't know. Why is it got to be Hufflepuff? Why always Hufflepuff? It was the first one that popped in my head. That is discriminatory and hurtful. No, it just means I think of Hufflepuff first. See? <laughs> I think Hufflepuff is the most famous house. I think at some point before Pottermore, I I felt like a Hufflepuff. I still feel like a Hufflepuff. And there are worse things to feel, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> We've had quite a run of Slytherins lately. For the longest time, we didn't really have that many Slytherins on. In the last few episodes, we've been living in a Slytherin world. So one of the things I want to talk about is your artwork. So your Instagram is all about your artwork. How did you get into art? Uh, this is, um, how did I get into art? Well, I, I'm very drawn into the arts. I mean, it's not just drawing. I really love, uh, animation, music and, uh, fashion. I do privately. I do all of these things. I sing, I analyze music, I draw. I think it's, uh, it's a way, it's an outlet for me, art. I mean, just like for everyone, but uh, in relation to Harry Potter or uh, the Harry Potter world, uh, w- there was um, not much, let's say, I don't, I don't want to say the merch, but not people weren't too exposed here to Harry Potter, you know? There was very little Harry Potter things to find around here during my years of development, like let's say from 2000 to 2010. And uh, I really loved, you know, the movies. I got very much into the movies, but back then we, I watched them into VHS tapes and you can see anything of the, any of the details very clearly, you know, I mean, you were around back then. <laughs> it originally started with me trying to like recreate the props that I saw in the films or you know, the everything that I remembered because uh, back then, I mean, in the beginning, the let's say the first three or four films when they came out around 2000, up until 2004, 2005, there was barely anything Harry Potter related around here where I am because I live in a small town and it's very, it's more isolated than your usual. So there was barely any exposure to that. So uh, it was a way for me to try to remember what I saw in the cinema and the films so I kept drawing the stuff that I remembered. Uh, and, uh, you know, I tried to perfect them. I was never happy with that. So when uh, rental videos, uh, when a rental video shop, like VHS tape shop opened around town, I started like uh, taking the films. And in order for me to like uh, remember the films better and better, I started drawing scenes and stuff. So. 
and that stuck with me in a way. Uh, it wasn't just with Harry Potter. I started doing that with uh, every everything else that I liked. Like uh, I saw stuff from uh, video games or any other stuff that I liked. I started to draw them in my notebooks. I started to not pay attention in class. All I did was like draw and draw and draw all the time. But at the same time, this helped me a lot because uh, it calmed me down. I have I have anxiety. Uh, and uh, it made me very good at multitasking. So what I did at school was <laughs> uh, at every class, I was drawing underneath like my book. I kept my book, uh, my notebook under my book and pretended I was uh, reading, following what the teacher was saying. But what I really did was I was listening to the teacher, but I was drawing with my hands. So I was multitasking all the time. Yeah, I did that up until high school. But then I decided I want to take this more seriously. So uh, that's all I did in my free time. I tried to like perfect what I was doing. And uh, like the art, uh, the design style of the films has really, really influenced me in the way I do art. Like, you know, the Gothic and the... So I started to do a lot of research about uh, who the concept artists were for the films, you know, tried to get that um, really like more uh, deeper, you know, obscure information of the films. This was, I mean, before any of the art books came out, before we had, you know, the series were still in development. So I'm talking 2008 to 2011, 12, maybe. That's how it started. But then there was an internet boom and there was a lot of information around the internet about, uh, you know, I started doing more and more research. I found more people who were doing Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter related artwork. So, you know, all that just influenced me a lot in the way I do what I do. How, let me first say, your work that I've seen is absolutely incredible. I, you know, I, if, if someone were to show me this work and, and not put a name to it and not associate it with an artist, I would say this is something that they pulled off of the movies or out of the books. Like this is, this is articulately and meticulously designed and it's so beautiful. How, how did you decide to make the transition from you know, drawing, you know, underneath your school books and doing this for fun, right, so to speak, to, to saying, hey, I'm going to see if anyone would like to purchase this. Uh, that's a little bit of a difficult topic to uh, discuss because I I never really intended to put my art for sale. But um, as I got older and, you know, I, you know, you have to become an adult, you get the pressure to become an adult, you know. So in order for me to spend more time doing what I love, which is art and drawing, I had to, you know, not work per se or, uh, you know, find a way to balance my work and uh, my other work, which is my art, <laughs> because I consider that work as well. So uh, 
when I get into the flow, it's very difficult for me to concentrate. But when I concentrate, you, when I get that flow, you know, I, if you interrupt me, it's over. It's like, it's done. It's very difficult to get into the flow again. It takes a lot of time. Uh, so when I work, I mean, when I have a job outside of home, I tend to create very little art. So it's very, you know, uh so when i was in college i studied english language and literature so that's i guess why i speak <laughs> actually that's a whole different story it's related to harry potter as well but we'll get to that later um i went to college for uh first for information science uh and programming and stuff but i didn't uh, do well at that because I'm not good at math, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, I decided to go to school for uh, college for English language and literature because at that point, at 19 years old, uh, I was pretty good with English. English. I had no problem with English because I learned English by trying to understand the movies, <laughs> basically. Yeah, because I was looking at the films and uh, I remember having no idea what was happening. Nobody knew how to explain that. The translations weren't exactly, you know, they weren't uh, right. They weren't good. They weren't good at all. So I, tr uh, I had a lot of, uh, like, English books at home. I had dictionaries. I had plenty of stuff because my grandpa used to be a teacher. Not English, but he used to be a philologist. So... I had a lot of dictionaries at home. So any word that I, uh, I understand like these basic sentences in English, but any words that were more specific, I would get the dictionary out, I would translate it. So, you know, I would know it. And in a way, I, I remembered the movies by heart, you know, what happens in every scene, every line that they say. Uh, I remember the meaning of the sentences. So that's how I know English. It's not like... Uh, you could say I learned it by heart in a way. But as time went on, um, and when I started speaking it, because before that I wasn't speaking, I, I understood everything, I could read everything, I could translate everything, but I didn't speak it. But when I, start, when I started to speak the language, uh, actually we have friends from the, who live, who are emigrated from here to the United States. They would come during the summers, spend their summers here. So I would like talk to them in English and uh, all the while, you know, perfecting my, spe my speaking skills. Uh, so when I finished high school, I had my first yeah, failed year of information science college. I left that. So I decided to go to school for English language and literature because I felt confident in the fact that I could study from home. I did not have to go to class. I did not have to like... Uh, the only thing I studied for was the exams. Like we had exams twice a year. I had every book for every subject. So I, all I did was like study for the exam, go to the exam, like get a good grade in the exam and that's it. So during that time when I was at home, you know, I didn't go to school, but I still was a student. I used that time to perfect my drawing and all the while uh, I had to make an income in a way for me to pay for my studies. 
because my school is located was located in a different town so when i had the exam sessions they would take like they would last for like a week or two and during that week or two i had to travel almost every day for like three three hours one way and three hours back in a mountainous road <laughs> which is you know the roads are i mean you have a, an idea in a way how the roads are here so yeah i that's that sums it up i think well it's funny because you found a way to take something you're very passionate about take something you're talented at and combine it into a way that helps you have a lifestyle and support you know support you know paying for life whereas we here at creating magic have taken something we're passionate about taken something we're arguably talented at and we make zero dollars, zero cents. Realistically, we lose more than we make because what happens inevitably is we bring on amazing artists like yourself or we bring on uh, talented wand makers or we bring on people who have Patreons. And after the episode, I do, I look into, you know, the Patreon, the Etsy, what have you, and I spend money. Um, so that's really cool that you have found a way to, to bring together both what you're good at and what you enjoy doing into something that makes sense. Um, that's, that's really neat. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. I know you've mentioned that you live in a, in a smaller town you've used the word isolated a couple different times. I would imagine both literally and figuratively in terms of you know, being engaged in this fandom, are there, you know, how, how was Harry Potter received? Like, was it, was it this big thing in, in Macedonia in your community? Was it something that, you know, you happens to love, but nobody else was really crazy about what was, what was Harry Potter culture? Like, you know, back when the movies were coming out, there was no Harry Potter culture to put it simply. I was the only one that I knew that liked Harry Potter. <laughs> so I had no one to discuss it with, no one to talk about it with. Um, that's how I had uh, my fun. I did my drawings. I tried to show it to my friends, and but usually they wouldn't like it. Or anyone who would like show us like, you know, a slither of interest, I would like eat them up, like dump information, dump them all the time. And they would get like bored of it automatically. The, uh, the only one who showed maybe slight, a slight interest in the beginning was my dad because he accompanied me to the films, the first one and the second one. I fell asleep on Chamber of Secrets, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> but I still loved it. Um, yeah. I was the only one exposed to it up until May. I mean, I to this day, I still don't know any Harry Potter friends from around here. Most of the people who like Harry Potter uh, are from online, you know? And that's, uh, that's why I opened this uh, Instagram in a way for me to, in a way to try and connect with the, uh, with other Harry Potter fans. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, in America growing up in the early two thousands, whether people liked it or not, everybody knew about Harry Potter, but you know, where I grew up, 
all people, like all my friends, all they cared about were sports and all they cared about, right. American football, basketball, baseball, you name it. Um, and so don't get me wrong. I did sports too, but I also loved Harry Potter and none of my friends at any time of day for my Harry Potter stuff. Um, and so I, I can, I can understand being like, guys, although this is really cool. Let me show you this. And they're like, no, just go, go away. You nerd. Um, and you, you just talked about it a little bit. I'm curious what has so far in your experience, you know, this online community meant to you, right? Like it, it has to have quite literally opened up the world to you now where you've got people you can connect with, you know, anywhere who are passionate about the same thing. Well, I'm still generally a shy person, so it's very difficult for me to approach, you know, people like spam them with messages. But um, I've made some very good friends here. I feel like I've made some very, there were certainly a lot of people who've helped me a lot, you know, uh, in a way, because uh, navigating social media is still, I'm good with it. It's not that I'm bad with it, but I'm not extremely good with it, you know. I just the basic stuff, and I try. Uh, I get pretty overwhelmed pretty fast. So whenever that happens, I just leave it. <laughs> but um, I've made some uh, close. I formed some close bonds with uh, people here. Uh, the most important one being with Ian. He's. Um, let me see if I can <laughs> uh, pronounce this correctly. E Z B. SVS on Instagram. You probably know him. Yeah. He's one of my closest friends. Ian the is app. the one that told us about you. Yeah. He told no. me about that. Uh, I was, um, I was pretty, pretty reluctant at the be- beginning, but, um, you know, I tried to like give myself a chance, you know, do this. You've wanted this for years. You wanted to find Harry Potter people. Here they are. Go for it. <laughs> So I gathered all, I mustered all my courage and here I am. He's, yeah, he's a very special person for me here. Uh, I have conversations with several others, but they're in comparison with Ian, it's pretty like low key. Just there are several other uh, creators that I want to mention, like Daily Potter Collection. He does, he, he's very supportive. Also, Nurmengard on Instagram. He's a smaller creator. He mainly does uh, the Daily Profits, but he's he's a great guy. <laughs> so those are my like my main three people. Also, Kiko. How did I forget Kiko? Kiko Illustrations. If you know him, shout out to him. <laughs> Pretty cool guy. Yeah. And now you guys probably, now that I've met you. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to head into some Harry Potter questions? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Which is your favorite book, favorite movie, least favorite book, least favorite movie? I'd say my favorite book is, uh, can I choose two? Yes. (laughs) Prisoner of Azkaban and Deathly Hallows. Definitely. I mainly like Deathly Hallows because of Dumbledore's backstory. And I like Prisoner of Azkaban because it's like a break from the norm of the, you know, no Voldemort. He's in the background, but he's still there. Uh, When it comes to films, oh, this is a difficult one because uh, Goblet of Fire, I love the films. Like, 
the two the first i have a complicated relationship with the films because they were my first like exposure to the wizarding world visually i have to say prisoner of azkaban i mean that was that was first scene coming um i like the first two as well they have a distinct very close to the books when i read the books that's how I'm, i imagine them definitely my least uh, favorite film would have to be The Half-Blood Prince. For me, it was disappointing compared to the book. It's definitely Half-Blood Prince, yeah. <laughs> if you could go to Hogwarts, what would your, who are the people that you would hang out with? Yeah, I'd have to meddle with Fred and George, but I'd be like their invisible sidekick, you know, who... <laughs> who's present for all the mischiefs they, they're doing, but like, it's he's a little bit on the side, you know? <laughs> that would be me, definitely, yeah. Fred and George, uh, and maybe Luna. I feel like me and Luna would get along great. Probably Neville in the greenhouses as well. I haven't mentioned, I'm, I love gardening a lot, so. I'm always here for pro Neville. Yeah. Yet yeah, you're anti-Hufflepuff. Pro Neville and like, yeah, oh yeah, let's give Neville some love, but anti-Hufflepuff. I'm not anti-Hufflepuff. Most of my best friends are Hufflepuffs. You are a perfect <laughs> example of a best friend that's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, you chastise me all the dang time. It's mutual. Uh, I don't ever chastise you. I don't know what you're talking about. And we definitely don't have over 80 hours of recorded content to to uh, contradict what I just said. Um, Artan, I'm curious. What of all of the stores that we see at Hogsmeade, at Diagon Alley, I think Nocturne Alley for what that's worth, um, which store would you be most excited to go visit? I'd love to get a one. So Ollivander's is like the obvious. And the second would be Madame Malkin's because clothes, of course. And the Owl Emporium. <laughs> I'd love to see all the owls. Yeah, I'd be, but I'd be most excited to visit all the vendors, definitely, because I still don't have a wand. I haven't thought of a wand for myself. I actually have one on Pottermore, but I don't remember. I think it was cherry something. And uh, I remember c- clearly it was dragon heartstring. I don't know how, how, how big it was in inches. It's a little bit confusing for me. <laughs> well, so yeah. I was going to say on that note, I, you said that the only I, don't, I forget I think this is before we hit record, um, but you told us that the only piece of official you know Harry Potter merchandise you have is a coffee mug. Yeah, this one. Um, would a wand be if you could have one more piece of like official merchandise right now? Would it be a wand? What would it be? Oh, ooh, that's difficult. No, actually, uh, it would be the time turner. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, the time turner definitely. I'd love to have the time turner one day, but yeah. we're well, towards that. Well, so this is where Stephen is trying to angle his way into a merchandise exchange here, uh, because you have access to bookstores that sell Harry Potter books in Macedonian and in Albanian. Um, I theoretically have access to a time turner. Is the holdup so far that the time turn like like shipping doesn't work to North Macedonia is too expensive? What what is what is the impediment? 
the impediment is the shipping. Everything ship to be shipped here is extremely expensive. It's like it doubles the price immediately for everything. And you know, compared to you guys, we have a pretty low standard. You know, the minimum. I hate talking about this, but the minimum wage here would be like three hundred dollars in your money. You know, it's it's illogical for people to buy merch. You know, here when you can barely afford to pay rent. Let's say, for example. It doesn't make sense. So, I mean, I personally, for myself, I could like, uh, you know, I could gather up some money on the side to buy some merch. But um, when I see the shipping costs, which like are terrible, you know, even for the stuff I, that I sell, which are basically paper, it's like a $10 shipping fee. It's, that's the impediment, the biggest impediment. So then, hypothetically, and this is, of course, I am, look, I am an ignorant American. Um, I am assuming you have some knowledge of international shipping rates that you may or may not actually know. Would it theoretically be cheaper to send or receive shipping into North Macedonia from Germany? Or is it like the second you leave kind of the Balkans, it's just expensive and, and not worth the price? Where I'm going with this is I'm going to be in Germany, assuming the world reopens later this year, and I would gladly bring along with me any merchandise that you would potentially want, and I can ship it from Germany, assuming it's cheaper than shipping from the U.S. would be, is where I am going with this. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't shipped anything to Germany, and I haven't checked, but it's it's pretty close with the prices, you know? Okay. We'll we'll do some offline research and we'll we've got some time. We've got some time. This is not a Harry Potter question at this point. This is a Stephen is traveling the globe trying to to become an international trafficker of Harry Potter merchandise. Yeah, but um I've done for me it's it doesn't matter if it's like used or new, you know. This this actually was a gift. It was uh gifted to me by a colleague. It was pretty recent actually. It's it's maybe a year old to say it was bought to me last year for my birthday from a colleague at work she she's in serbia right now she bought it there for me in a bookstore so i assume they must have now some of the harry potter merch i mean you know the most like let's say basic ones like mugs and maybe some bags not of like official merch like wands and uh replicas and stuff which is what i really create <laughs> Is there a specific character wand that you would love to have? Hmm. I'm not much into wands, to be honest, but I really love Sirius Black's, Black's wand. It's pretty simple. It's like, and I love the engravings on it. Yeah, I think that one would suit me well. <laughs> Serious this one, yeah, definitely. Am I am I correct? Let me just check. I think that <laughs> our friend has that one tattooed to her arm, so I think that is the one you're thinking of. Who has that tattooed to their arm? Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, that's not. The, I, I I didn't realize that was the wand. I thought that was like <laughs> it's the runes from the serious wand. Well, yeah. I just thought they were just runes. I didn't think they were actually from the wand. Okay. Yeah. I knew she had the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
It just doesn't yeah. have the outline. It's, I think it's a pretty cool one. Yeah. I, I like the simplicity of it. You know, I, even though I'm very much into details, <laughs> if you can tell from my drawings, I really like to get to the knack of it, you know, the tiniest details, but sometimes I really love the simple stuff. Let's head into some creator shout outs. Okay. Well, Danny, would you care to go first? All right. So uh, Artan, you have already given us your shout outs within the episode, but every episode we enjoy shouting out people that we just like or that we're following or just doing cool stuff. So my shout out this week is to, they're on Instagram. Well, they're on a bunch of things, but on Instagram, they're Conrad Studios. They are the people behind the fan film Mudblood Part 1. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, part two is in the works. So I believe it's going to be a three part series, but it is a fan film that is based right around books six and seven, like in between there. Um, but it is actually very well done. It's about uh, just under half an hour. It's like 24 minutes. But I would say definitely go check it out for people that enjoy Harry Potter content. Um, it's just an enjoyable film. And I believe if you just p- search Mudblood Part 1, it'll pop up in YouTube immediately. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> so it, it's I'm it's very well done. Like the um, the cinematography for being a fan film is amazing. Yeah, I can tell. Like you can really see like the special effects and the coloring and everything looks very nice mm-hmm. for a fan film. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's... So, and yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting story. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I think everyone should check it out. Yeah, Don't spoil. Don't spoil. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I need like background stuff playing while I draw. So this would be good. Definitely. Uh, Steven, who are your shout outs? Yeah, so I have two for this week. Um, the first in this week's edition of Stephen Tries to Score Free Merchandise is Igloo Coolers. So Igloo recently announced, uh, it, most people in America are familiar, if not tangibly, at least kind of visually with Igloo Coolers. They're those coolers that everyone would have where you kind of pop in the sides and the top comes down, right? Um like a classic product of like the early 2000s, 90s. Um, They recently announced a Harry Potter line. Um, And so they have two coolers right now. If anyone at Igloo is listening, the Harry Potter illustrations Playmate Pal seven quart cooler is rather awesome. It has the Sorcerer's Stone illustration on one side. It has what looks like Harry going after, well, it would be the snitch, but I'm not able to zoom in on the photo, but it's some blue looking bird. Hard to tell. Uh, but the Hogwarts castle in the background, it's a really cool looking product. Um, and so that's really cool. And again, if Igloo's listening, I would accept anything um, from a free cooler to someone from Igloo who worked on this partnership. If y'all want to come on the podcast and talk about this partnership and how it came to be and how you guys decided on the design, uh, you know, that would be great too. Uh, we would certainly love that creating magic podcast at gmail.com at creating magic podcast on Instagram. Um, and then my other shout out for this week, which is not a shameless ploy as I try to attempt to get free stuff, um, is black star wands. 
Um, Black Star Wands is a wand maker on Instagram who I found recently. They have an Etsy uh, that you can navigate to via their bio and their profile on Instagram. Uh, really cool looking wands. Really, really cool stuff. Um, and then, oh, I dropped my phone, so that's going to make a loud noise on the podcast. Sorry, Danny. That, that's th- th- three pods in a row. Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> At least it's, just, it's not water this time. I went to go put my phone on my the fleshy part of my thigh, and it just didn't balance, and down it went. Um, my final shout-out, which is not really a shout-out so much as just a – I feel obligated to mention it, is – um, this past week, the week of recording, the world learned the sad news of Helen McCurry's passing. She, of course, played Narcissa uh, Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. So, um, yeah, our, our, our thoughts are with any and all who are feeling the impact of her of her loss this week and beyond. Um, yeah, that's uh, those are my shout outs this week. Arten, do you have anything else you want to share with us? Oh, so much. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it would be best to leave it here. Maybe for another time, maybe. (laughs) Definitely. And we'll definitely keep following your artwork. How about you shout out where people can find your artwork on social media? Uh, So I have a link in my description in my Instagram profile. It's artansart.art. I have a link in the description if anyone's interested to see what I've got to offer for now. <laughs> I'm working on a lot of stuff at the moment. I'm trying to put more stuff, definitely trying to keep them at, a, at an affordable price. But that's it for now. <laughs> oh, and and shout out while we're at it. Shout out to uh, Goran Pandev, who's arguably the best North Macedonian footballer of all time. Shout out to Adnan Yanuzai, who plays for uh, Belgium, but is an Albanian refugee uh, by heritage. Uh, what is it? The Flying Eagles, I think, is what the Albanian thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless, um, Adnan, I know you listen in between all your busy matches for Real Sociedad. So um, thanks for being a number one fan here. Uh, Danny, you were going to say something relevant, I think. Uh, just go check out Art Hand on Instagram. He's arthands.art. So then you can find his link in his profile from there. And thank you so much for joining us. This was very fun and informative. Thank you guys for inviting me, really. I'm very honored to be here. I'm very happy to have met you guys. It's very nice to be finally integrated into this community more and more every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really happy about it. After is it 20 years <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're we're happy that you found the outlet to find those other fans that understand how we all love this series and engage with it